Thank you so much for joining me again today for the Finding Hope After Loss podcast. Today, I'm talking with Mariah. She is the founder of Mother of Wild. If you are not familiar, they make beautiful birth prints for lost families. They have a variety of prints available for any gestational age. Um, you basically send in a photo of your baby, and then it has their name, their picture, and then birth information. I actually have one for Jasmine that's in my home office, and I love being able to look up at her and see her picture every day. There's just something that's so special about seeing your baby's name you know, written down on something and then being able to see their sweet face every day. We don't always have many photos of them, but the ones we do have, we treasure forever. So today, Mariah talks about her loss along with her inspiration behind starting the Mother of Wild Company and why she started making these beautiful birth prints. So hi, everyone. I'm here today with Mariah. She is from the Instagram account and the website Mother of Wild. So Mariah, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, thank you for having me, first of all. Um, I'm the ministry Mother of Wild, like you mentioned. I am 32 years old, feels really old, from Wilmington, <laughs> North Carolina. And in my free time, I really just spend a lot of time with family, do a lot with the ministry, and basically anything outside. So you're a big outdoor person? Yeah, I love it. We, my husband and I actually recently got a boat, but we love taking walks and anything outdoors has always been something pretty special to me, but we do a lot of family, a lot of family things. So like family cookouts and everything, our in-laws are always planning things. So if it's not one thing, one weekend, it's the next weekend, we have something going on with them. <laughs> Sounds like you're pretty busy. <laughs> we are. Between family functions and the ministry, I, I feel like I stay pretty busy. <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about your lost journey? Yeah. So um, my husband and I, I, I guess I'll rewind back to 2018. My husband and I had tried to get pregnant for a couple years and we always were not sure kind of why it wasn't happening for us. Um, we started something called Clomid for my husband. And it's actually very similar to the female version of Clomid, but it just helped to increase his sperm count. And so right after that, um, you know, I guess he was on that for about three, three months. And then we decided that it wasn't right for us. Like we just felt like God told us to get off of it. And so we did. And then it probably was a month after that where we did get pregnant. And before we could really even share with anyone that we we're pregnant, we realized that we had lost that baby. And so just the natural, you know, feelings of grief, like, and questions with God, like, why did we even conceive this baby? Um, and then a couple months after that, this is kind of a fast forward version, but a couple months after that, we got pregnant again with our son, Roman, who is living and, um, he came at 34 weeks and it was a big shock because, you know, we hadn't even done the hospital tour. We didn't have our bags packed for the hospital. Like we had this picture perfect pregnancy with no scares. 
but my water just randomly broke at 34 weeks. And so um, we went to the hospital and they induced us and Roman had to stay in the NICU for two weeks. Like praise the Lord, he came out breathing and everything, but they had to help him like learn how to eat and he had jaundice and he had some other things, uh, little challenges that he was trying to work through. So about a couple months after Roman was born, I think he was around four months old, we found out we were pregnant again. And this was a huge shock to us because, you know, we had experienced infertility for so many years and we weren't trying to get pregnant, but we also weren't preventing. And we just had no, no idea that you know, we could get pregnant so fast just because of our long journey with infertility prior. And so Roman being four months old and seeing, you know, those double lines on a pregnancy test, I looked at my husband and said, oh my gosh, what have we gotten ourselves into? We're still trying to get the hang of, you know, being parents to Roman. And, um, you know, it wasn't long after that where we found out we were having another boy And again, just a really healthy pregnancy. We didn't have any red flags. We didn't have any scares. Um, And I honestly had never considered loss, um, even though we had had a previous pregnancy loss before Roman. I never considered loss with this new baby. Um, And it was about 35 weeks exactly with our second son, his name's Noah, and his heart stopped. And again, we, you know, were shocked and devastated and just completely heartbroken because there were no red flags. And so going in essentially to just be induced and sitting and waiting around for, you know, your body to do what it's supposed to do to progress and um, be able to have him. And so that was March 9th. He was born of 2021. And after he was born still, it was such a rocky road for us. Um, just in terms of all the feelings and grief and things that come with losing a baby at full term. Yeah, I, I can relate to that. Unfortunately, you know, all the, since Jasmine was still born as well, which I actually forgot that they were born both in March, they're yeah. only a couple of days apart in a couple of years, but that's um, right. Yeah. It's definitely not something you ever expect to happen to you. No. And, and honestly, I think looking back on it, I was really naive to just the whole community um, of child loss, because you hear a lot about miscarriage and pregnancy loss early um, in the pregnancy, but you don't really hear as much about stillbirth, even though it does happen a lot more frequently than you would expect. And so after Noah was born, I had so many questions. Like, I mean, I was just in this rabbit hole of trying to research, like, what is stillbirth? And what's the frequency of it happening? And could I have done something to prevent it? And, um, you know, are there groups out there that I can get plugged in with? 
Did you find that you had good support during and after your loss? Um, well, I wouldn't say (laughs) that's like a really hard question to answer because I guess, I guess it, like you can define it on what kind of support is good support for you. And I think support is different for every person, you know, like right after Noah passed away, we had this influx of support and everyone wanted to do something and no one knew what to do. And I had no idea what to tell people to do because I was just in this kind of state of shock and denial and confusion and, you know, being angry with the Lord and just trying to make sure my marriage didn't fall apart, make sure I was still being a good mom to Roman. Um, so there was a lot of support up front in terms of like people dropping off meals and random plants and things like that. But the true support that I needed didn't come until much later, like in the form of actual community around loss and other families that have gone through a similar situation, being able to like pull hope from them and like learn through their experience. So um, I mentioned before that you started uh, Mother of Wild. So you have some amazing um, birth remembrance prints and I have one of Jasmine. It's in my office on the wall where I see it every day. I love it. So what made you uh, start doing that? Yeah, so that actually was really something God stirred in my heart after Noah had passed away and kind of started through me connecting with online community groups, um, specifically Facebook groups around child loss, um, pregnancy and infant loss. And I, like when I first joined some of these groups, I think I joined about five, but when I first joined some of these groups, I kind of stayed in the background and I didn't really share anything about Noah. Like I wasn't ready and I still was just at this place where I was angry and like my reality of what had happened hadn't quite set in. And so I just kind of listened to other people's stories and they shared photos of their babies. And a lot of um, people that were actually in these communities were mainly moms, you know, Um, but I felt like they were very angry and still confused. And I felt like there was not a lot of hope in these support groups. And I say support groups lightly because I didn't really feel like there was much support. I just felt like there was a lot of anger and and venting and fear about getting pregnant again and just unknown questions. And I guess the idea behind Mother of Wild came from seeing all these moms post that they wanted to share photos of their, their baby and they wanted people to ask all the things surrounding their birth, like how much did your baby weigh? You know, what did your child look like? And they felt like they got robbed from all these details um, whenever their child was born still, or whenever they lost their baby in the womb. I kind of was like, wow, you know, I feel like that too. You know, I want my family members to be able to ask me about Noah, but I also don't want them to just see a picture of him and think, 
he's just a dead baby. So it, I think it was really just something the Lord just kept pressing on me, you know, the need for hope to just be poured into this community. And so I started just creating a memorial print for Noah, you know, for me to put in her house to showcase his picture because I didn't want them to just be in, you know, that box that they give you when you leave the hospital and with all of his little things. And, um, I just started creating this print and it had scripture on it and it had all of his sweet little, you know, intimate birth details on it and his picture. And I created a website and just kind of threw it up and was like, all right, Lord, you know, if this is what you want me to do, then you're going to have to send the people. Um, because I felt like at that point, this was only a couple months after Noah had passed away that the Lord was kind of working in my heart to create something like this. And so, you know, I'm still grieving and to try and connect with other families that are still grieving. I just didn't feel like I was the right person. I'm like, Lord, I feel like you've got the wrong person for this. You know, like, I don't, I mean, I'm not even completely being healed. Like I'm so broken. Um, but we just, you know, put it up in faith that the Lord would send people and he did. I think that's amazing that you do that for the lost community. Cause you're so right. You know, we want to be able to share the pictures of our babies and we don't really get that many chances to do that. So no. I think it's, you know, every time you post one, it, I am always like, Oh, you know, what a beautiful baby. And then, you know, I can't help but think of all the heartbreak behind it too. You know, all these yeah. parents and all these babies that should be here. Yeah. I think about that too, especially, um, when we have orders that come in, I mean, I look at the baby's birthday and I think sometimes it's, you know, babies that have passed away years ago that, you know, families are still looking for something to kind of memorialize their child. And then sometimes, I mean, last week we had a print of a sweet baby who had passed away three days prior to her placing her order. And I look and I think, holy moly, like there is no way I would have even been in the right mental state to even consider creating a memorial print for Noah three days after he passed away, you know? Right. Um, so it's, it's hard because, um, you know, I grieve with every single family and it hits me in such a different way because I've walked this road. I think if this was a ministry where I haven't experienced loss personally, then it wouldn't be as impactful to me. Like it would still, I'd still hurt for the families, but I feel like I really grieve with them in a completely different way because I understand what they're going through. Right. Yeah. You've, you've been there. Like you said, you walk that road and you know, that's it. I, I think it just makes you feel it on a, on a deeper, more personal level. A hundred percent. You're absolutely right. So why do you think it's important to share your story and talk about your loss? Wow. That's a good question. Um, I think it's really important to share a story because 
I think that Noah's story deserves to be told. And I think his name deserves to be spoken. And I feel like, you know, for, for years, this community has been like still very taboo, just the idea of loss, where even our closest relatives and, you know, friends feel uncomfortable asking about our children. And to me, I think we're doing a big disservice to just the miracle of, you know, conception and the miracle of childbirth in itself, you know, like even losing a baby, we still are mothers. And I think it's important to be able to have those discussions around what do you think, you know, Noah would be doing right now if he were here, you know, who do you think he would be? What kind of personality would he have? And I feel like if we stop talking about our babies, then healing can't really happen. And so I think it's really critical that we are able to speak about them openly and not feel shame and guilt um, around the fact that they're not here. Like we did something wrong because we didn't. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, you know, even though it's really hard to talk about our losses sometimes. I think it really is healing to be able to do it, even when it's emotionally really hard. Yeah, a hundred percent. And honestly, I think that looks different for everyone. Um, I, you know, personally, it, it took us a couple months to be able to talk about Noah and to share his photo. I don't think that's the same journey for everyone because, you know, grief is just not one year it's just it ebbs and it flows and you know there are things that um you know you may struggle with in terms of losing Jasmine that I don't struggle with in terms of losing Noah but that doesn't mean that there's things that um you know I struggle with that you don't it's just it's so different and just in the terms of how the grief happened and there's so many layers it's very very complex you know Yes. Um, I, yeah, I agree with that too. It's, um, you know, we could have the exact same type of loss, but that doesn't mean that we're going to have the exact same experience or the same way to grieve or, you know, and we may just be similar in the type of loss, but I think everything else is completely different. Like you said, for everybody. Yeah. Because I mean, you have to think in terms of how the loss affects your marriage um, how it affects whether you, you know, have living children at home. How does it affect your friendships? I mean, even for me starting this ministry, it was hard for me to go back to my career before Noah. And so that was another thing. I felt like I was a completely different person because I was a completely different person. And so going back to that, um, you know, nine to five Dane, tedious job. It just didn't fit me anymore. Like I wanted something more. Yeah. I had a hard time with that too. I think I made myself go back a little too quickly to just try to be, you know, normal, even yeah. though we're not the same person. Yeah. yeah. So are there yes. any, um, aspects of loss that you feel need more attention? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I would definitely say for dads. Um, yes. and I mean, there's many different 
areas and laws that needs more attention. But I think we don't really give a lot of focus to dads and mainly because as moms, we have actually went through the birthing process and physically our body has had a lot of trauma, but I think we kind of neglect to support dads in the way that they need to be supported because as a godly man, they're expected to be, you know, the head of the household, the leader, the provider, um, the one that's spiritually strong for the family. And I think after you as a child, just kind of looking at my own perspective on my husband, he really needed support. You know, I had tons of people trying to pour into me and tons of people would ask him how I was. And those are people like our family members, our, our friends. And I think they failed to remember that he too lost a child. And so I think there's a big gap still in the lost community to really highlight dads that, um, you know, have lost a baby in any capacity. I think that's yeah pretty accurate. I know, you know, they feel like they have to be strong for us and don't show that they're grieving, but you know, they're grieving too. They, like you said, they, they lost a baby too. They're sad. They just don't always feel like they can show it. Yeah. But they definitely need the attention. (laughs) Yeah, they do. And I, and I think that's also important. Um, just in terms of the the household unit as one, because all the resources pouring into the mom to make sure she's okay. I sometimes take a big step back because I have so many people and I'm so extremely grateful for it. But I have so many people that do reach out to me consistently and just ask, how am I doing? Especially now um, that we're pregnant again, which I don't know if I mentioned that earlier, (laughs) but you know, I'm eight months pregnant. And I have a lot of people ask, you know, how are you doing emotionally expecting another baby after losing Noah? But he doesn't get a lot of that. And so I feel like I have to step back and make sure that he is emotionally okay and ask those hard questions because I don't ever want him to feel like he's going unnoticed. And I always want him to feel validated that his feelings are important and I want him to be able to openly talk about Noah in any capacity that he wishes. Has he been, um, very supported like during your pregnancy after loss? I mean, I know that, um, you said people didn't really check on him after the loss. Do they ever ask how he's doing like with the new pregnancy? Really supportive. And she's really mainly been the only one but she's walked very close with us through losing Noah and this pregnancy because it's really taken a a toll on her too. Um, So their relationship has strengthened and my relationship with her has strengthened simply because of how close she has been with us just walking on this journey. But yeah, I, I still feel like he is, he's missing the right connections, unfortunately. Well, I'm glad that y'all at least have each other and that, you know, you at least try to make him feel validated and heard. So at least he's getting it from you, even though it would yeah. be obviously better if he was getting it from other people and you, you know? Yeah. 
I think it, it really is super important once you lose a child for you and your spouse to just be on the same page because I think they said the statistics just increase tremendously, like the rate of divorce, the percentage of divorce after you lose a child. And so it's it's something that you don't want to have to think about after you've lost a child that you can also, you know, have your marriage in shambles as well. Right. So do you have any advice for anyone who's going through infertility or loss? Oh goodness. I have so much. (laughs) Um, I would say don't feel like you have to go through pregnancy or infant loss alone because there's so many resources out there that can help provide support to you, especially if you know, you've lost a child in the, in the womb and you are going to have to give birth soon, or if you've lost a child, um, after birth, or if you've lost a child in toddler years, you know, any across the spectrum, there's so, so, so many, um, relationships that I could kind of connect you with. We have them on our website too. Um, on our partners page. If you go to motherofwild.com and just click on partners. There's resources across the country for men um, and women. I'm talking about, you know, tech support. There's podcasts that you can listen to that are all geared around loss, retreats you can go to. Um, It goes on and on and on. So don't ever feel like you have to be someone like me that just like jumped on Facebook and found a support group and it's so heavy and there's no hope there because there are so many people that are willing to just walk you through this process and just give you a little bit of hope and say, you know, it still hurts. I mean, gosh, we are a year and a half after Noah's born. It still hurts, but the days do get easier and my grief is not always as heavy as it was in the first days that Noah had passed away. And so just make sure you're getting connected and plugged in with the right people that can really support you and like pour hope into you and pour life into you and truth into you. I think that's really great advice. And I love that you've created those resources. Sometimes it's hard, you know, right after your loss to know where to turn. So I think that's a really great resource for lost families. Yeah, for sure. So is there anything else that you'd like to add or share? Not that I can think of, but I wanted to say I am so proud of you for creating this podcast. I think what you're doing is amazing. You've started, you know, your community that you've had in this little following, and I am really excited to watch it grow and watch it take off. And I guess we've known each other. It's probably been a little well, actually, it's been over a year now. I think so. Um, yeah, it's been over a year, I think. And I'm just thrilled. Like, I I think what you're doing in honor of your daughter is very, very special. Oh, thank you. That means a lot to me. And obviously, I think very highly of what you do. So <laughs> I was glad <laughs> that we were able sister. to get connected. <laughs> Well, thank sure. you so much for coming on and, you know, sharing about your story. I really appreciate you taking the time. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Um, thank you so much for having me.
Thank you so much, Mariah, for sharing your story and your journey with us today. She brings up such an important point that fathers don't get the attention and the care that they deserve after a loss. Remember, they lost a child too, yet people don't always reach out to even ask how they're doing. This is your reminder. Please check on the dads too, even if it's just to let them know you're there for them if they need you. Maybe they don't want to talk right away, but one day they might. And knowing that you're there for them will really mean everything. Do you think that your husband or your partner got much attention after your loss? Did they have friends or family check in? Maybe spend the time to ask them today how they're doing. It's always a good idea to check in with each other. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And remember, we're all in this together.